Yo, what is going on everyone? My name is Nick or The Notorious Fantasy and in today's video, we're going over my top five best bets for wildcard weekend of the 2023-2024 NFL playoffs. But before we get on into my top five best bets of the weekend, I would like to ask that if you guys are new to the channel and you do end up enjoying today's video, then please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. And while you're down there, whether you are new to the channel or not, please make sure you do leave a like on today's video. It helped me out a ton. If you want to follow me on Twitter, please Please do so at Notorious FNTSY. So without further ado, let's get into my top five best bets of Wild Card Weekend. We begin with my first best bet of Wild Card Weekend, the Cleveland Browns money line minus 130 at the Houston Texans. Now, when I was looking at the lines, the minus 130 was set at DraftKings. A couple hours ago, it was minus 125. Now it's at minus 130 on some other sports books. The line is even higher at minus 135. So make sure you are shopping around looking at all of the books when you place these bets. So the Browns and the Houston Texans played a couple of weeks ago and the Cleveland Browns laid a smackdown brother Hulkamaniac style on the Houston Texans. They win 36 to 22. And if you watch the game, 36 to 22 doesn't even remotely feel like the score. It felt like the Browns won by a gazillion. The Houston Texans offense was not able to do anything for the first three quarters. They only had seven points in that game for the first three quarters. And then they scored 15 points in garbage time. Also important to note though, because a lot of people will bring up the fact that, hey, the Cleveland Browns ended up smacking up the Texans. So they are the mortal lock of the century because that is what happened last time, right? So history is going to repeat itself. They're going to beat them. So for some context, CJ Stroud wasn't in that game. It was Davis Money Mills. So obviously these are going to be two different teams facing off on Saturday. So obviously the same exact thing is not going to happen, right? I don't necessarily expect the Browns to win 36 to 22, right? Because that wouldn't make very much sense because CJ Stroud is able to elevate this Houston Texans offense. But I do really believe that the Browns are just on a different level compared to the Houston Texans. I get this game is in Houston, but that's because the Browns play in a division with the Baltimore Ravens, right? The Cleveland Browns, in my opinion, are one of the best teams in the NFL, and I think the fact that their defense is that good is going to be the difference in this game. Now, the Houston Texans defense is no pushover, right? I don't think the Houston Texans defense is as soft as baby shit or anything like that, but I think as long as Flacco just plays similar to how he has played over the last five games, every single game he's been the starter of the Browns, which is not make a lot of dumb decisions, throw the ball 40 plus times, you are going to end up with this game being a Browns W as long as Flacco doesn't go out there and throw like three interceptions magically for no reason. Again, I really do believe that the Browns defense will do enough to limit Stroud so that the Cleveland Browns can cruise to victory. I think if this game was on a neutral site, not in Houston, the Browns are favored by at least five and not two in this spot. The game being in Houston honestly actually makes me a little bit more confident in Flacco. While Flacco is a cold weather quarterback, right? He's performed in the cold in the past. 
The thing is, once you get a little bit older like Flacco, the cold starts to fuck you up a little bit more. So I think the fact that this is inside is actually a big advantage for Mr. Cool Joe Flacco. So I really do think the Cleveland Browns will win this game. And I'm going to take their money line minus 130 at the Houston Texans. Next up, we move to another play in this game. And that's going to be David Njoku over 53 and a half yards set at minus 115 on DraftKings. This is the same exact line that you can get on underdog as well. With Flacco under center, Njoku has went over 50. 53 and a half yards in three out of five games with eight or more targets in four out of five of those games. If you look at Ninjoku season as a whole, things flipped completely. His whole world got flipped upside down like he was Will Smith in the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, right? Everything started to go David Ninjoku's way. The second Flacco became the QB1 of the team and Ninjoku became a guy that was probably on waivers in fantasy football. I know this isn't a fantasy football video, but this is a fantasy football channel. So he went from a guy that was on waivers in a lot of leagues to essentially almost a league winner, right? A must-start fantasy asset week in and week out. Now, again, I do fully understand that Amari Cooper should play. But, and this is a big but, shout out Kim Kardashian. If Amari Cooper does not play, right, this line is going to move up heavily for Ninjoku because there's even more reason to believe that Ninjoku will get fed in this game. And I highly doubt that even if Cooper does play, that he's going to get 265 yards and two touchdowns again, just like the last time these two teams played a couple of weeks ago. I would also be interested while David Ninjoku, David Ninjoku, David Ninjoku over 53 and a half yards would be my bet here, I am going to be sprinkling Ninjoku plus 160 to score a touchdown. Now, I'm not going to include it as an official play here since I am nowhere near as confident in that as I am with his over yards. He has three touchdowns and five games with Flacco, so I definitely am going to bet on it. But again, it's a sprinkle, right? I'm not going to bet a full unit like I am on David Njoku over 53 and a half yards. Next up, we move to another game. The Miami Dolphins plus four and a half at Kansas City. This is the last pick from Saturday, minus 110 on DraftKings. Now, I get that the narrative right now is heavily against the Miami Dolphins. Everyone's talking about how this game is going to be cold as fuck. Going to look like... The guy in The Shining outside when he's like shivering. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. Everyone knows that gif, right? So it's going to be cold, right? And it might be the coldest game in NFL history, if not one of the coldest games in NFL history. And in the past, the Miami Dolphins have struggled mightily in the cold, right? The Dolphins are a team in Miami, in Florida, where it is very, very hot. And now they have to go into the fucking frozen tundra here in Kansas City. But I will note that in the cold last year, they were very competitive against the Bills in a game where it was snowing, right? They were very competitive in a cold game in the playoffs against the Bills without Tua and with Skyler Thompson starting. And this is a scenario on Saturday night where it is not expected to snow. And if it does snow, from what I've read, it's probably earlier on in the day. And it's going to be like an inch and it'll probably be gone by the time the game kicks off. Now, the health of Jalen Waddle and Raheem Mostert are very, very, very important. But it does feel as though we won't truly know if Waddle and Mostert are going to go 
until Saturday. Right now, they're both listed as questionable. I read something from Omar Kelly, beat reporter of the Dolphins, that it seems like Waddle won't be able to go, but I do at least expect Bostert to go. This is a game that I think is going to be very close. I get, Nick, the Dolphins' defense is decimated. The Dolphins' defense is cooked. I get it. But with how the Chiefs' offense has been, I just don't see them in a weird, cold, and somewhat windy game like this where the offense and Canarius, Tony, all these guys magically learn how to catch, right? How all of these wide receivers that couldn't catch a common cold all season magically are able to catch the ball, right? How the Chiefs are just going to metaphorically dump their nuts on the forehead of the Dolphins. I just don't see that. Now, again, maybe it's that Mahomes magic, right? Maybe Patrick Mahomes goes out there and does lay a pipe for that ass like he's a plumber. But I really do think that the Dolphins, if they just play better than they've played recently offensively, right? Again, I'm not asking for 70 points like they put up on the Broncos, right? All I'm asking for is a somewhat decent performance, assuming that at least Mostert's back, hopefully Waddle's back, then I think this is going to be a close game. Now, again, am I saying that the Dolphins are a mortal lock of the century to win? Fuck no, baby. Of course not. I'm a Dolphins fan. I got my Dolphins shirt on. I got my Dolphins or sweatshirt on. My Dolphins hat on. I got the Dolphins light in the background. I got the Dolphins painting my fiance made me. I got Dan Marino chilling in the back there as well. I love the Dolphins, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm betting the Dolphins because I think they're going to win the game, right? I projected, if you guys watched my bracket video where I broke down the whole playoffs from the wild card round all the way up to the Super Bowl and tell you who I think is going to win, make sure you check that out if you haven't seen it already. And if you've enjoyed thus far, hit that subscribe button down below and hit that like button if you aren't new to the channel. What I'll tell you is that while I don't think the Dolphins will win this game, it feels like it's going to be close. This game reeks of a three-point game. Again, I understand all the narratives about how the Dolphins can't play in the cold. They're... 0-4 or 0-5 in the cold since 2017. Well, guess what? That is a completely different fucking Dolphins team than the team that's going out there on Saturday night, okay? So again, well, I'm not going to sit here, bang the drum, give the gawk gawk 9,000 special to the Dolphins just because I love them. All I'm saying is I think 4.5 is too high of a number in this crazy weather, so I'm going to take the underdogs, the Miami Dolphins plus 4.5 on DraftKings. If it goes up to 5, even better. So next up, we move to C.D. Lamb over 98 and a half receiving yards versus the Green Bay Packers, currently set at minus 115 on DraftKings. Now, Underdog Fantasy, the sponsor of today's video that we're we'll going to talk about in a couple of minutes, has the line on this prop here set at 100 and a half, right? In their pick'em slip, it's higher than 100 and a half. So what that tells me is that maybe some other books might start shifting, moving their lines to be a little bit higher. So I would definitely, if I'm looking to place this on DraftKings or FanDuel, wherever they have 98.5, I would go ahead and hop in right now before the line gets inflated even further. Now, the Packers' defense is genuinely straight-up trash, right? They made Bryce Young a couple of weeks ago look like Patrick Mahomes, and Bryce Young looks like more looks more like Jamarcus Russell this season, right? Dak Prescott is going to carve them up like the Thanksgiving turkey, and I fully believe that C.D. Lamb is going to get force-fed in this game. Now, as long as this game is not a complete and utter 
face fucking by the Cowboys, right? As long as the Cowboys aren't up 24 to zero at half, which I don't think will happen, right? If the Packers just say somewhat in this game, again, they don't have to be leading the game, right? They just have to be within striking distance, right? Within it's like, okay, they could actually win the game. So we'll keep throwing, right? As long as the Packers just stay somewhat in this game, I really do not see a scenario where Lamb misses the over 98 and a half yards. He genuinely is and has been one of, if not the best wide receiver for a long stretch of this season. And I don't think people are really putting the respect on CeeDee Lamb's name that they need to. Over his last three games, he has hit over 98 and a half yards in two out of three of them. And the only game in which he didn't hit the receiving yard number was last week. Guess how many yards he had in that game? He had 98. He missed by the captain hook. So I love this spot for Mr. C.D. Lamb, and I am taking C.D. Lamb over 98 and a half receiving yards. Again, if you're an underdog, then maybe you don't want to take the higher than 100 and a half because maybe that's a little too much for you. But on DraftKings, the sports books where they're offering 98 and a half, I'm definitely taking that 100 times and twice on Sunday. Now, before we pivot on into my final best bet for wildcard weekend, I would like to give you guys a quick word for our friends and our sponsor over at Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is the best place to play NFL Pick'em in the whole entire universe, and today we're going to be breaking down a great offer that they have for you guys today, but first I want to explain how the NFL Pick'em game works. You're going to have to pick a minimum of two players from at least two different teams, so here we're just going to talk about the Texans versus Browns game. Again, you don't have to exactly follow these picks. You can use any picks that you want, so we're going to go ahead and go with CJ Stroud, higher than half an interception. I think he throws one interception up against this Browns defense later on in the game, maybe trying to force things in to try to maybe make a comeback. And then we're to go with David Njoku, higher than 54 and a half receiving yards. If both these hit, you'll get three times your entry fee. Now, if you do three picks, it is six times your entry fee. Four picks is 10 times and five picks is 20 times your entry fee. If you are new to underdog fantasy and you Use promo code NOTORIOUS when you sign up. You'll get a first match deposit bonus of up to $100. If you deposit $100, they give you an additional $100. If you do $50, it's additional $50. $25, additional $25. The minimum deposit on Underdog Fantasy is $10. If you have a gambling problem, please make sure that you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back on into things here, my final best bet for wildcard weekend to Marcus Robinson, over 39 and a half receiving yards at Detroit. Minus 135 on DK, but they have the same line higher than 39 and a half receiving yards in Detroit on underdog. Now, ever since Robinson started to get more involved in this offense, which was five games ago, he has hit the over 39 and a half yards number in every single game, right? Now, I'm not saying that the 39 and a half has been a fun watch for DeMarcus Robinson, right? It's been a little bit stressful in certain games. And why has it been stressful? That is because his targets fluctuate so heavily weekly, right? There's some games where he is getting eight plus targets, right? Where he's out there, even with Puka, even with Cooper Cup, he's out there balling out of control, right? Getting 10 targets, right? And there's other games where it is much, much lower. Over those last five games where he has been more invigorated, Integrated, more integrated into the offense. He has had 10 targets, six targets, three targets, 10 targets, five targets. Again, it is a roller coaster ride of targets for Demarcus Robinson. But again, as long as he gets 
five targets, in my opinion. I'm not asking for 10. Not asking for 12 targets, something redonkulous. Again, he's had 10 targets in two out of the five games. But I don't even think you need 10 or eight targets. If he just gets five, you know, six to be sure, he's going to hit the over 39 and a half receiving yards, in my opinion. And this is a game against Detroit where I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, right? The Rams' defense pretty good. The Lions' defense is suspect. But even with the Rams' defense being as solid as it is, still think that this game is going to be a back-and-forth affair. The double revenge game, Jared Goff revenge versus Stafford revenge. It's going to be a fun one on Sunday night. And my favorite pick in this game is Demarcus Robinson. Over 39 and a half receiving yards. So let me know down below in the comment section. If you got any other best bets that you guys like, we can talk about it in the comment section. Maybe you're like, Nick, Demarcus Robinson's going to go under. Well, let me know in the comment section. and We can discuss. I love you guys all so much. I hope you have a great rest of your guys' day. I hope you did end up enjoying today's video. I love you guys all so much. Have a great one. Hit that subscribe button if you're new. Whether you are new to the channel or not, make sure you guys hit that like button. Have a great one. And as always, good boy.